not a filmmaker, but uh, I, I know some some very basic things about like story and characters. You thought and you did plot. <laughs> <laughs> why don't we Why don't we take that opportunity to uh, to welcome everyone to the uh, Twin Takes podcast? Uh, I'm Kabir. I'm with Garrett. I'm Garrett. So what we're going to be doing on this podcast, uh, Twin Takes, is uh, Garrett and I are going to watch uh, some Twin Peaks, um, sort of go through it. Uh, Twin Peaks, you know, I'm sure some of you have seen it. Many of you have probably seen it. I have never seen it before. I'm aware of it. A lot of people know that it was a big 90s pop culture thing. There was seasons one and two in between 1990 and 1992. And then this prequel movie came out, Fire Walk With Me, which is what we saw and we're going to be discussing today. And then uh, 25 years later, season three comes out on Showtime, uh, 2017, uh, called Twin Peaks The Return. And so what we're going to do, uh, Garrett, if I understand correctly, is, is watch the prequel movie, Fire Walk With Me, and then skip seasons one and two and go right into season three. Yeah. So we decided <laughs> we don't want to do how many hours would it be, huh? There's like 20 episodes, maybe the first season and then maybe another 15. So we decided just to skip the first two because the first two are pretty conventional. Something that I would have liked. Okay. Something you would have liked. <laughs> and Lynch's position was you don't need to know anything about twin peaks to watch season three so i'm also also just a little background i'm trying not to do like additional research uh, because i wanted to be like like a raw take on things right the problem is like there's been like you know decades worth of twin peaks like exegesis like oh. people pouring over like frame by frame, Look, you know, explaining the ring. I, I, we don't have time for that. I don't have right? time. For that. Uh, <laughs> so we're just going to try to figure, figure out. I, I even, what we I, think. I was watching this movie and I, you know, I had trouble hearing things or I couldn't see things properly. And I would go back uh-huh. and I thought to myself, God, even like trying a second time is a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a, honestly, I think that's a mistake. I don't yeah. think I, I, I don't, you can't explain this stuff. <laughs> you have to just kind of like sit back and just let it wash over you. Then take like a really long shower, uh, say your prayers, and then, uh, I don't know, maybe do a little exercise, <laughs> calm yourself down, and then try to get some sleep uh, because it's just like an experience. I don't think it can be explained. Um, but the, I don't know why. I don't know why you would. I don't know why you'd want to watch it unless you're going to do a insane podcast. <laughs> uh, but if that's the case, then I think Firewalk with Me is. It's basically it's the same tone. It's it's just like David Lynch, um, just completely left to his own devices. Right? You know he's in the film, right? Did Did you know who he was? Uh, I saw that he was credited. And I couldn't figure out exactly who he was. Do you remember the guy screaming who like couldn't hear that well? 
the senior which, FBI agent. Which <laughs> I need. To, I should be more specific about. Yeah, who you was have screaming. To, if you're going to say the person who was both deaf and screaming. That could be. I mean, any one of them. That could be anyone. The uh, you're right. No, the um, the older guy, the older FBI agent. Yes. Coop, okay. Coop. Let me tell you, like that guy. Okay, that was David Lynch. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. that's he David was Lynch. One, that was one of the stranger characters. I mean, I guess that sort of brings us to the beginning of the movie. I don't know if it makes okay. sense to talk about this in terms of plot because that, I mean, whatever. But yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, he, so he was wearing a Walkman and mm. yelling. Mm, I don't know if that's a Walkman. He had. You, you think he's jamming out to uh, to tunes while he's. Um... I think so. I mean, what he had two. Uh, no, that's a hearing. That's a hearing aid device. But he had two, he had one in each ear, and it looked like a Walkman. Oh, that's interesting. I always just assumed because he's hard of hearing. No, he's yelling because he's listening to really loud music. I think <laughs> he's just l- listening to like like yeah, and just the, disrespects uh, his agents so much that he's he's just like yelling. gnashing teeth like on like a like a soundtrack just over and over. Yeah, just like just souls to, crying out in eternal yeah, damnation. Just, no, just like no, I think it's like right, like White Snake, like pretty, pretty regular <laughs> oh, <okay>. music. <laughs> and oh, he's okay. yelling out uh, because he just wanted. He represents. Now let me dive into my film critiquing here. I think he represents uh-huh. the late eighties, early nineties. <laughs> okay, well, it is set in the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, obviously. Uh. So anyway, right, he's right, either he either right, has right. a hearing aid or or mm-hmm. uh, is just listening to music a lot and yells. Yes. Um, the the uh, so uh, agent uh, I'm just going to call him Chris Isaac because singer songwriter yeah. Chris Isaac, yeah, uh, really cashes in on his complete lack of acting ability to yeah, play that's... a stoic FBI agent. Yeah, that's that's not good. That <laughs> that whole part. Really, I think that was kind of like a bone to throw to the the show people because the, show the people, yeah, the people who were into Twin Peaks for the show. I think there's like two camps. There are people who loved the show, and the show was a lot more conventional and had little sprinklings of Lynch thrown in there that people liked, okay. but it was still, you know, like we talked about it was still like being controlled and defined by the ABC executives. Yeah. Um, the evil yes. capitalists at ABC. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I love that opening shot, right? Where you got that beautiful score and you're watching the pan out and you're like, Oh, what is this? What is this like weird noise or whatever? And you find, you see it's a TV and then he just smashes it. Right. Yeah. Because he's like, "Fuck your show." So, oh, okay. Y- you're in my world now. <laughs> uh, I guess I did feel like he was telling me to, to you know, fuck you as an audience member, <laughs> which uh, you know made me. Uh, it's not a way that I want to be welcomed into a new world. Um. So yeah. So so it's a. It's a it's a static white static white noise TV mm-hmm. that a hammer is just plunged into. This is the first yes. image of, in the movie. Yes, and then a scream. Did you have the the volume up 
on your TV? I I had I had the volume up and down uh, <laughs> quite quite frequently because of the uh, I, I just you know uh, uncontrolled sound volume sound situation. Um, there there oh, was both interesting you would say that both, both incredibly loud and yeah. incredibly soft. Yeah, and you know there was dialogue, and then there's music that's so loud you can't hear the dialogue. Right, and then I had a few occasions where I was like, I want to hear what they're saying, and I turn it up, and they're uh-huh. saying basically nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's so very, funny you said that. I I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about, and I really liked the the sound mixing. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it. I thought it was great. There's so much like fear and dread. So I had headphones on. I watched okay. it with headphones. All right. And uh, I had completely, I'd forgotten most of this movie. And I had it cranked way up. <laughs> so so when that TV got smashed, I was like, holy shit. What, why am I watching this at night? <laughs> I mean, there is, there is just uh, so many points in the movie where it's just, it's just a wall of, of angry sound. That's hitting you. Yes. And uh, I don't, I didn't care for it. I thought it was, uh, <laughs> it was just yeah. an assault. Yeah, no, it is. I think that's the point. It's, um, it's a horror film. I'm not actually a big horror film fan. Are, are you? No, no, not really. Uh, is it a horror film or is it, it, it just to, just to upset the audience? I felt very upset. Yeah, I think I think um, I think there'd be something wrong with you if you weren't upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, a good reaction. Yeah, I. Uh, you know, I have I have a uh, I have an example. Okay. We can uh, we can pull up this. This is this is cutting a little bit later. Let me let me actually set the scene here. All right. Because this is uh, this is an example of one of these things. So one of one of the things that I saw in this movie constantly is people under and then overreacting to things yeah seemingly at random there is a scene at one point where where the the girl the protagonist laura palmer Uh is driving with her father and Mm -hmm. this isn't part of the clip but but there's a a uh a, a camper following them yeah driving erratically weaving in and out of lanes speeding up, almost hitting them several times. And she keeps looking back. They're in a convertible. She keeps looking back and she sees this camper just going nuts and just doesn't just doesn't care. Looks forward again. Maybe she's a little tense. She looks back again. <laughs> this guy is like is like an insane drunk driver in yeah. the middle of the day, driving uncontrollably. But she just doesn't care. In, in in fairness though, this is probably the one of the most normal things that's happened to her. <laughs> Within the last 24 hours. I guess that's true. That's true. Uh, but, you know, she keeps looking back, which means that she thinks something of it. But she doesn't <laughs> react in any way. Then the car stops at a red light. Mm-hmm. The car in front of them stops at a red light. So it's mm-hmm. it's there. It's, the, it's this truck. And then it's the Palmer's convertible. And then it's uh, this crazy camper. They're stopped at a red light. For some reason, her father just goes insane and starts revving the engine mm-hmm. and honking while an old lady and her husband slowly cross the street in front of them. And then the camper sp- 
speeds around the entire convoy, comes into the oncoming lane so that it's driver to driver. He's staring right at at, at Laura Palmer's father. And well, he wants to have a conversation. Yeah, and this is this is the conversation. Okay. <laughs> the the thread's going to get torn. I, that sounds like an important okay, message so to share. A couple, with couple your, things. With your demon spawn cousin, <laughs> I guess is what they are. I, I, unclear. A couple, a couple things. A couple things. So, so do you have any First idea of all, who that guy is? He's the, He comes up at the end, right? Yeah. That's the one-armed man, right? Correct, yeah. Okay. So but but let me let me I want to talk about sound for a second. Mm-hmm. That clip that I just played was after I spent about 20 <laughs> minutes trying to do various audio corrections so you could even hear what was being said. And I still yeah. I guess he said the thread was being torn. I didn't I wasn't sure what he was saying. He was yelling, uh Mr. Palmer was was screaming and honking and and revving his engine and <laughs> Laura Palmer, who didn't care at all before what was happening, suddenly just starts yelling. Uh, he, at one point, uh, has this ring, which is symbolic, and it comes yeah. up a lot, yeah, on yeah. his pinky finger, yes. like, a, like a fucking weirdo. And, and yeah, that's not a good move, right? That's, then you bring up a good point. The, <laughs> the ring on the pinky... I mean, <laughs> that's I mean that's that's dystopian. If nothing else, yeah. You're you just found out your dad slash the demon is your rapist. Yikes! Well, yeah. The the ring on the pinky. That's one issue. Yeah. Oh, we've really turned this yeah. this thing yeah. up to a a whole new level. That's not good. Yeah. So on the car ride, she's realizing and sort of piecing together, I think, or just deciding to finally address it. I don't know. But she's building up to confronting her father, that her father, at this point, I guess she doesn't know that he was possessed, but has been sexually abusing her. Yeah. I think, And so yeah. she's kind of concerned about that. And then a man yells at her in traffic, which, look, is, is jarring. It's upsetting. It, hap- it happens to regular people, too. And it doesn't cause them to just yell out in dismay yeah, but she- and, and fear. But, but I mean, how said, is that the thing that she's freaking out about right now? No, but she she says, I, I feel like I've seen him before. Afterwards. Yeah, afterward. Because I think she's she's recognizing so I think so part of the part of the thing is right, it's like what's a dream, what's not a dream, right? There's also a dog barking. Oh there's I, no I dog there. <laughs> Maybe it's off camera. No, it's it's a vision that she has. While this man is yelling at her, really? she yeah, she flashes to a dog barking. Mm. And then she flashes back, and this happens three times. Oh, I don't remember. This guy's that. yelling at her. 
she thinks to herself, oh, a dog barking, and then cuts back, and it's the same dog. I think that David Lynch- I have Lynch, no memory of seeing that in the film. Uh, I think that David Lynch, or whoever is his sound guy- yeah. <laughs> he, he might do <laughs> probably the just, himself. Probably just got you know whatever the 90s equivalent of GarageBand was, and was like, I have a dog sound effect. Let me click the dog <laughs> button over and over again. No, no. Yeah. No, I don't it happens so. it happens fairly regularly. It's the same barking. Uh and it has nothing to do with anything that's going on. Yeah. I think it's just like chaos and But you know what what gets me is there are madness. elements to this movie. Mm-hmm. There are parts to the plot that I think I thought were really interesting. Like mm-hmm. the idea that her father sexually abusing her, I'm not a fan of that, but it it is mm-hmm. somewhat, you know, d- disquieting and interesting and really lends to the horror of the movie. The part where the dad goes to the motel to like have his foursome. Yeah. And he pokes his head in and he sees that his daughter and his daughter's friend are like the the hookers and he like mm-hmm. freaks out and he's like keep the money. I don't want to, I don't want any part of this and he walks away. I found there's some good some good music too and I found myself thinking like wow, this is interesting. Like, I didn't see that coming. This is very cool. And then uh, a child wearing a paper mache, what, plague mask? Yeah, I guess doing so. Yeah. Squat Apt. jumps. In the very middle very of, relevant, right? The plague in the middle, mask. <laughs> in the middle of the parking lot. And yeah. just when I was getting interested, there's this child just jumping around. I think there's a lot of tension, um, as you mentioned, about. Well, obviously there's a lot of tension, but I found myself trying to figure out um, how does does Laura know, you know, if her her father's the one who's who's sexually assaulting her, right? Uh, is yeah, she kind of finds out or realizes it like four or five times. She has her diary, the 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 fabled yes. diary of Laura Palmer, which I've even heard of before. Yes. Uh, and we know because even though it's her diary, she opens it up and looks at the first page, which says the secret diary of Laura Palmer. And she looks at it and thinks to herself, yeah, that is my secret diary. And smoking, then, smoking a cigarette in bed. Uh, yeah, not safe. No, I, that's I, bad choices. Just well, we'll again talk about and her. again. We can, we can talk about again. her choices too. <laughs> but she's got her, she's got her, uh, her secret diary. Mm-hmm. She realizes some of the pages have been ripped out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she realizes that that Bob, who is this evil demon, uh, which Wikipedia, by the way, describes as part human, part wolf. Well, there's uh, your dog. Look, look at Wikipedia with the uh, the layup. The dog, the, the no, assist. No, 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 the dog in the vision was like a beagle. It was not. It oh, was what? not a wolf. I'm gonna have to go. Yeah. It was a very basic dog. It was a beagle. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Like a cute little dog, yeah. Just like just a just like barking? a dog barking. It wasn't like a vicious. Mm. It was just like a yep, yep. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. Hmm. Not interesting. Troubling. Strange. Troubling. Uh, so anyway, so she realizes that Bob has been reading her diary. Yeah, because I think at that up to that point, she thought that um, these horrific experiences may have been like bad dreams. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. And uh, so she runs to, I forget, uh, she, she runs to the cabin at that point. Yeah, I don't know who that guy is. You don't know who that guy is? <laughs> I think that's supposed to be her therapist because she has a therapist. That's her therapist? I, I, I'm not sure. I'm, no. you know, I can't remember. 
So, um, so okay, no, because I have I to explain what that role. If you're going to say that that's her therapist, yeah. this is what happens. She runs into the cabin yeah. in the woods, yeah. and a guy who appears to be roughly her age is like, what happened? And she's like, Bob has been reading my diary. And he goes, instead of being like, a, I can't believe you're saying that she's her therapist, that he's the therapist, because he's like, instead of being like, no, it's in your head, there's such a thing as a demon, he goes, oh, no. Oh no. And then and then she says, Yeah, it's happening, but it's okay. He doesn't know about you. And he's like, Well, that's a relief. And then they end up uh uh crying, and then he tries to make out with her. And then she flashes into her demon self. She becomes a demon. Yeah. And says Does he see or, that? Do you think he sees that? Well, he freaks out and then he proceeds to try to kiss her again. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's a strange move, huh? And, and, this, really like and, and, and this is her this is her therapist. Well, so uh, and then and know. then and then and then she leaves. He's about to chase after her, but then just doesn't and just throws himself against the door. Yeah. Says, Laura, Laura. And this is the man who's in charge of her mental health. <laughs> well, she's not. I mean, I I could be wrong. I I'm I'm pretty sure that guy's supposed to be your therapist. She's definitely um, he's definitely a confidant. We can we can definitely agree she she needs therapy desperately. <laughs> She's 17 going on like 28. No, I wrote at one point I wrote is is she an 18-year-old high school student or a 35-year-old divorcee? Because her friend comes over for what I assume is like a study date or a play date uh-huh. and she's smoking a cigarette in like a black cocktail dress. I mean, I didn't know at the time she was about to go out and be a prostitute, but so I guess she was dressed for the part, but she's smoking, <laughs> she's smoking a cigarette and mm. making, pouring herself like a sophisticated drink. And then her yeah. friend is like, what are you doing? Where are you going? And she goes, uh, I'm going nowhere fast. Out loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so one other thing. You should know. So the whole thing, Twin Peaks, it was a spoof of, um, it's also a spoof of soap operas, which were really popular, apparently. I mean, I guess they still are, right? But they they had like a real genesis in like 80s, 90s. So that kind of veneer like coats the show. So that's how like Twin Peaks apologists which I definitely am one. <laughs> that's how they, that's how we uh, justify that kind of like ridiculous dialogue. Okay. I actually have a clip of some of this ridiculous dialogue. Uh, and again, this is also one that I had to seriously autocorrect because there's just so much music. And this is one of those times where I like really turn up the volume. And I was like, what are they saying? What are these lovers whispering to each other? It seems like an important moment. They're saying, she's saying something, and then this is what she says. I'm gone, long gone, like a turkey in the corn. Turkey. Not a turkey. A turkey's one of the dumbest birds on earth. She's weeping right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gobble, gobble, gobble. 
Mm. Uh, yeah. Gets you. Uh, so, so in case you couldn't hear, and again, and you know, I'm not an audio engineer, but God help me, I tried to boost the dialogue. It was, it was, I'm going to be gone. So she's talking about how she's going to leave, I guess, or she's emotionally unavailable. I don't know. No, she knows she's going to die, I think. is. You think the... she knows she's going to die? Yeah, I think that's the whole thing, yeah. She's, uh, they're in a, what looks like a garage in the high school. Yeah, she's in a towel. And yeah, she's in a, a pretty low-cut towel, as towels go. <laughs> and he's wearing, like, the clothes he wore to school. So yeah, she's just walking he's... around the school in her towel. She's Laura Palmer. She's like the cool girl, you know? I, You know, I, I didn't go to the high school with the right people because this place, there's there's scenes. It's almost, there's one scene where it's almost like high school musical where where Bobby, who has these weird rage issues, yeah. is about to attack her. And then she laughs at him and he's like, okay, she loves me. And then backs <laughs> away. And then there's one or two people in the background that are dancing with him. While <laughs> I, did, I didn't notice that. Yeah. It's really weird. He's 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 walking backwards and he's kind of dancing to the to the soundtrack, which is already weird enough. And uh-huh. then one or two, I think, female students also dance backwards in sync with oh. him. Oh, see, so do you see? I, I I didn't even see that. There's there's so much stuff like that. I mean, that's honestly that's just Lynch, just being like, this stuff is absurd. Like honestly, he's just making fun of the soap opera. But you can't. You can't. Banality say, of it, you know, like the problem. just the, the melodrama and all that stuff. You you can't say, oh, this is really artistic, and then when you point to something else that's weird, you're like, oh, well, he's just he's just you know, he's just trolling <laughs> the audience. <laughs> no, he is though. No, he is because people people. I I'm not a huge fan of that stuff. Like the really hardcore Twin Peaks people, they like love this stuff, you know. Yeah, but there's still. Uh, Okay, so let's talk about in the beginning with with Special mm-hmm. Agent Chris Isaac. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, yeah, he's pretty bad. Out, <laughs> the movie. I, so he he was not in the original show. Um, yeah. And, well, he and, disappears. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you know that doesn't mean you're not coming back. Because <laughs> uh, you know Kyle McLaughlin was the guy. He was yeah. you know he was the protagonist. Yeah. Yeah. Our hero. He was like the order, like the anchoring force for this this madness, right? That's just going on all over Twin Peaks. Okay, so as that's anchors go, supposed he's to not, be, you know, he's not super uh, anchory. Uh, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable mooring my ship <laughs> to him in choppy waters. He uh, he's in that in this scene where uh, where they're at the FBI headquarters. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he he comes in, and yeah. again again you have these guys that that seem normal, mm-hmm. but just have weird reactions to stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miguel Ferrer has like three lines in the movie. Who's fantastic? He's he does a good job. And, All and, these people and, are, are. I was really impressed. Like the acting, yeah. I remember it being a lot worse. Um, he, he's he's fine, but uh, he's good. Uh, but again, I mean, he's 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 basically acting as a human would in yeah. this bizarre movie, and I think to myself, "Wow, he really held it together." Applause, applause, applause. But he's yeah. just, you know, just saying the lines normally. Um, <laughs> but he, but uh, so so uh, 
what's his name? Kyle. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah. McLaughlin. McLaughlin comes in and he says, chief or whatever, agent in charge. I don't know who in charge of the FBI guy is. Yeah. He says, uh, David Lynch, I guess. Yeah. He yeah, says, yeah. Papa I'm Lynch. worried today. This is how he starts his day. He comes in. Yeah. And he says, I'm worried because today it's about 10, 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I had the dream that something bad would happen right now. Yeah. And then he starts going out to the security camera mm-hmm. and looking at it. And then he goes into the security camera room. And then he steps out again. And then he comes back in again. He does this three or four times. The security camera technician is fine with this. He's like, yeah, people just come and stare at the security camera and then come into my room and they go look at the security camera again and they go back into my room all the time. I'm not even worried about it. <laughs> he does this. And then, and then David Bowie walks in. Mm, mm-hmm. Playing, uh, I don't know if this is a recurring character. It might as well have just been David Bowie because he walks in, and it's like uh, it's like Miami Vice, David Bowie. Yeah, yeah. He comes in and and he walks in, and and some of the FBI agents recognize him as another FBI agent who's been gone for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but they're not sure. McLaughlin is like, you can't trust him. You can't trust him. And then he ends up. Does McLaughlin uh, say that, or do, or does Phil Jeffries, does David Bowie say that about McLaughlin? I think McLaughlin says it about him. I we should because this is actually pretty key to season three. Okay, so I gotta say, <laughs> uh, this this movie makes a hell of a lot more sense after subjecting myself to 18 hours of season three. <laughs> so you're telling me, you're telling me that the movie makes more sense after you watch the show that came out 25 years later. Yes. In fact, yes. I'm not sure that as, as a audience member, I'm satisfied <laughs> with that. Uh, that's no so, good. <laughs> so you're telling me you're, uh, you're surprised it made like, Four million international at the box office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that that number makes about the right amount of sense. Yeah. I mean, fortunately for them, it must have cost them like what, like twenty bucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Uh, so the weirdest part about this this police scene, this FBI mm-hmm. scene, mm-hmm. is everyone is yelling about different things. He takes them into. I, I guess McLaughlin or maybe all of them have this like shared nightmare or maybe it's just McLaughlin or maybe it's just the audience. I don't know. We see this. No, I think weird... McLaughlin and Lynch, they have the shared nightmare. I think Ferrer is still like, ah, that didn't really happen because Bowie's gone. You know? Okay. Uh, so they have the shared nightmare. Cause that's important for the show too. Oh, the, shared, the shared nightmare. <laughs> or the fact that Bowie left. All of it. All of it. Yeah. Shared okay. nightmare. Bowie's gone. Well, I'll remember all these details in 25 years, I'm sure. <laughs> and it's just, and like, you know, for, for people that, that uh, you know, maybe don't remember or haven't seen it, it's just, it's just a, a weird, really unjustifiable, inexplainable, unexplainable parade of images. The kid has a mask and he takes the mask off and he's a monkey. He puts the mask back on. He becomes a kid again. There's a guy eating, uh, like what Cheerios or something. Uh, I believe he's eating garbanzonia. 
Yes, which is explained later to be at the end, yeah. Sorrow and pain. Yes. By by parentheses. <laughs> uh, so there's that. Yes. There's uh, a man with a beard, an old man. Yeah, that's Person probably Mike. Yeah. Talking at the table. They're talking about the table. Yeah, Formica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's green. What What is Formica? It's like a composite, like fake. Is it a stone? It's a laminated composite material. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like a cheaper knockoff, like if you want like a marble counter. It's, it's the name of a corporation. Oh, it is. It's manufactured by the Formica Group. Maybe, oh. it's, maybe it's very specific product placement. No, 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 no. Yeah, maybe it's David Manufactured Lynch. by the Formica Group? Yeah. That, <laughs> that sounds really maybe, menacing. Maybe David Lynch is just a big product placement Formica. capitalist he's, in, he's, in the pocket of Big Formica. Big Formica. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. No, I think, uh, I think the like Formica. Big Pharma, it's Big Forma. You know, you're, you're, a, like you're, a, you're a bored housewife at home in the 1990s. Watching Twin Peaks <laughs> and thinking to yourself, man, those countertops are beautiful. You Honey, know, can we, what do you think about redoing the kitchen? Yeah, what, why? And then uh... you look over at your, at your husband <laughs> and his mouth is gaping open and fire is coming out of it. Or uh, garbanzo beans are just spilling out. Yeah. <laughs> And he says, and he says, "Whatever is in the budget." <laughs> yeah. They come back, mm-hmm. and uh, Miguel Ferrer is on the phone, and they're like, "Where is David Bowie? Where did he go?" Mm-hmm. And Miguel Ferrer is like, "According to the front desk, he was never here." But the idea that an intruder comes into the FBI office and then he disappears and they call the front desk and the front desk is like, well, let me check the guest list. Oh, he's not, he didn't sign in. No, Therefore, no. he must have never been here. No, no. I Couldn't think... he have just come in the back? No, 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 okay. he's no. He's a former no. agent. He could have just walked in. <laughs> so Ferrer's like, that's like, you know, that's his corroborating evidence for that's his David Bowie. You know, was never here. I just, I just saw a man in this room. Well, the front desk says he didn't check in. So, how about his accent, though? Huh, David Bowie, pretty good. He doesn't talk that much. Yeah, but he has like a weird Southern kind of accent. I thought it. I mean, I when he... you're when you're just you know, point, <laughs> most of his lines are pointing and yelling and laughing at people. I mean, I could do that in a British accent, passably, or yeah, whatever accent you need. I, don't, I was impressed. I don't, I, you know, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm not handing out any Oscars from this movie. <laughs> not Cheryl Lee. I think she should have been nominated. Have you ever heard anyone scream like that in your entire life? <laughs> That's not why they give Academy Awards. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, uh, no. Based on based be. on volume, I, everyone deserves an award. <laughs> the father, the mom, even at one point, yeah. uh, everyone mm, in the in the mm-hmm. sex club. They all did a great job. Yeah, yeah, the sex club. Yeah, welcome to Canada. <laughs> yeah, the sex club the, called Canada. The, no, no, no. They're they're in Canada. I think they're in Canada. I think that's the whole thing. Is that what David Lynch thinks Canada is like? It's a it's a I think yeah. dark, topless, anything goes sex club. 
No, I think that's like the, it's like, um, you ever been to Tahoe? It's like, uh, oh, I can gamble <laughs> in Nevada, but you know, in California, I, I need a permit to, uh, oh, so like in, in I don't know, have a, have a, like a, like a larger in Washington um, state. Fireplace. Like I can, I can, I can pick up hookers, but I have to take them to Canada <laughs> to actually have sex with them indoors <laughs> in a club. Exactly. Yeah. That's Canada. Right. I, I guess so. It's David Lynch's Canada. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about the club. So I saw, I don't mm-hmm. know about you. I saw the, uh, remastered i don't know what they mastered it wasn't the sound for sure (laughs) and that canada nightclub scene in which gosh so little happens yeah it's pretty it's pretty disturbing right it's pretty disturbing the the scene i thought it was a little too into the proceedings at the club kind of thing you know like Uh, like a little gratuitous it was yeah it was like you know a lot of like lingering shots on like the nudity yeah uh the great went is the guy's name the the fat guy like who's kind of a bouncer um Uh, jacques you're talking about jacques he calls himself uh, the great went yeah i i i remember him saying that his name is jacques well Um, he goes by the great went (laughs) the uh, i don't remember when he says that he says that when he walks in when they walk in and they and she says, "Hey, good to see you," and he says, "And I know this not because I was able to hear it, but because it was subtitled." Thank God. It mm-hmm. says, "I am the great went," mm-hmm. and then he mm-hmm. says, "I'm as blank as a fart." Yeah, yeah. Then he, then they all laugh. I mean, that's pretty funny. I mean, that's that's good stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't have an explanation for that one. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what. He's he's supposed to be like just like a disgusting, uh, but he's the man, one that yeah, and he deal. turns out to be quite uh, uh, rapacious. But yeah. he's uh, he's the one that takes them out of the club when she complains. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I guess he has a bit of a silver lining. He takes Donna away, right? Yeah, yeah, because this, yeah. she's not for that world, right? Uh, yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of Donna mm-hmm. and uh, strange dialogue. So she follows uh, Laura to the mm-hmm. sex club mm-hmm. because she's curious. First of all, Laura goes into the club and a woman, uh, uh, what, holding a rug or some sort of other rolled up cloth, goes right up to her and puts her hand on Laura's chest and says, uh, all of goodness is in jeopardy. Oh, no, 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 no. So, yeah. I mean, that that, that <laughs> happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. An older woman, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. That's the log lady. Oh, she's holding a log then. She's holding a log. So this is okay. one of those things. So so <laughs> Lynch has maintained gosh. You don't need to have seen the original series to enjoy the <laughs> I maybe not enjoy, but <laughs> to appreciate. to be able to appreciate, right, the film and season three. Okay. Uh, now, the log lady was really popular because it was like one of these like strange, quirky things that was in the um, original series. She was mm-hmm. an old woman who would talk to a log, and then like the log would give um, Kyle McLaughlin like clues. 
Like he'd be like, ah, you know, is it, you know, what? the is it the crazy one-eyed guy? And then Log Lady would be like, you know, uh, Laura's family, there's a storm brewing. And he'd be like, hmm, interesting, interesting, right? <laughs> what the and fuck? then and, and then ABC would cut to like, you know, Wheaties commercials, right? And you know, everyone, oh, 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 the log lady, we love her. She's so mysterious and quirky. But so the, the log gave her information? Yeah, the, the log. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this, is, this is insanity. <laughs> no, this is part of the charm. <laughs> <laughs> so the log lady's known about, like, she's known about town. Like, everyone's like, oh, you know, Sheriff Rick. Uh, yeah, I saw the log lady yesterday. Ah, oh, the log lady. She's just like, you know, she's like Cliff from Cheers. She's just always kind of like hanging around. Yeah, but Cliff uh, wasn't, wasn't. I mean, clearly insane. Communing if, with a log. If if we swapped out David Lynch for Ted Danson, Cliff would be, uh, he'd be holding the log. And I think you just, <laughs> I think you just moneyballed Firewalk with me. Did, did we just, uh, <laughs> did, did we just craft our elevator pitch for ABC? Right. We might so have. you guys remember Log Lady, right? Log Lady is a fish out of water. In <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's let's take a pause now at this uh, at this juncture, uh, and we will uh, we will we will come back for uh, for part two of Firewalk with Me. Uh, uh, we'll pick it up then. <laughs> Any parting thoughts? <laughs> No, so no. <laughs> sure, it can feel sometimes like the distance isn't so great that we can just go online to click on each other's face.